One, two, one, two. One, two, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Guess who I met today? Um, don't know. Stuart Pierce. Oh, really? Ask me about it in the thing. Hey, at, at Media City. Yeah. Yeah, because he's he's on the board of the RFL. Oh, is he? Yeah. He became a big rugby league fan just by watching it on the telly and Became said a, a few things like and so they approached him and he's now um, he's going to be president next year and he's on the board right so that's why he was at Media City because that's where they're based near the copper built building didn't know that yeah there you go right you can ask me about him because we've got talking county let's go for it <clears throat> you're listening to County Live with me Martin Johnston over here me Chris Rodway over here uh, <laughs> do you know what that is? <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that's me just funny. laughing at how good County are. I've got past the yawning stage. It's just like, as we would say in Liverpool, they're just messing. County are just messing now. <sighs> our County messing. Okay, so uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna potentially risk it. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna, but the, County are so good at the moment. I, part of me doesn't feel worried. But at the same time, you can't not be worried because now you are at the top. You know, you are yep. uh, you are the team who is being snapped at rather than the snappers. You are the snappy. Indeed. Uh, rather than, no, whatever yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. So, um, so you, you know, we, we've got a really tough game this weekend against another form team, a team who, um, you know, in the last nine games, I think they've got the same amount of points as we have, so, so, so something similar to that. So, um Oh, tough, really tough, and it's Brackley. Oh, I hate Brackley. Do you know what the best thing? Do you know if we do win the league this season? Do you know what I will celebrate the most? That that, that Brackley aren't winning the league. Hopefully that we don't have to go to Brackley again. <laughs> but um, you know, it, oh, it's a scary it's a tough, one. Tough, tough place. Um, but we've got a lot to get through tonight. You've got uh, Elliot Osborne into you. Yep. Spoken to Jim as usual. Yep. We've got a county. A chile end leg end. Leg end, yeah. To finish the show with. Got two games to pick over. And then try not to think about Brackley on Saturday. Yeah. I also bumped into a celebrity today. You did? Psycho? Yeah. You bumped into um, I was the Psycho go- Man. I was going to say that, uh, yeah, me and Stuart Pearce had a cup of coffee together <laughs> today. But what it actually was, was... Um, he was stood in front of me in the queue at Costa. <laughs> so you couldn't resist it. Um, yeah, so we, we got chatting and we got talking about Stockport County and, you know, he was talking fondly about the club, actually, because um, he obviously played against County as a as a player and mentioned that, he you know, he knows Jim Gannon and Mike Flynn, he knows these names and he remembers playing against them and all this. And I, when I told Jim Gannon that tonight, he said... I scored no goal off one of his free kicks. <laughs> so, so, you so, don't forget that kind of thing. But yeah, they remember each other. But um, well, remember um, Euro '96, his famous penalty. Yeah. And then he went to the side to like celebrate and did his mad face. So I was working for UEFA. I was in charge of the photographers of that game. So I he came. I was by the photographers. So he did that almost right to my face. Really? So, yeah. Uh, did you do it back st- to him when he did it? Did you? <laughs> Are you joking? <laughs> I think he would have jumped over the hoardings. He, you know, he was that hyped up. But yeah, a uh, a great player. And I'm sure he was very interesting to talk to. Yeah, lovely lad. Um, but before I just another thing, just to uh, 
to get into before we get into the proper stuff. I noticed something this week in when Saturday comes. Um, it's not another feature we can nick, is it? Well, it, well, we could. We could <laughs> but so the, in the, on the last page, they would do season in brief. So they pick a division and a season, and they talk about that division for that season. So in 1975-76 was the season uh, in the last issue. Stockport County's 21st place was near the start of a grim sequence in which they finished in the bottom half of this division 14 times in 16 seasons. They finished 11th and 12th in the other two. That's proper football. <laughs> That's <right>? proper football. <laughs> that is football back in the day. But but it's a good, you know, in terms of why I kind of like that stat now is what the fans have been through. There's so many of those people who are going to the ground today who were around then or who were just forming their opinion of county then that this is, you know, and, and they're having a great time now and they deserve to have a great time. Do you know, based on that, I'm going to rile so many uh, of our fans who are listening now, which I want to give a thank you to in a moment, by the way. Um, but someone said something to me a number of years ago and it sat with me and it never left me. And it comes up every now and again because it never leaves me this. Uh, and it was someone I worked with who will remain nameless, so someone I worked with uh, outside of the radio world who, unfortunately for them, were, were a Manchester City fan, still are, I believe. And um, it was when they were on the verge of winning the Premier League title for the first time under Roberto Mancini, I think it was. Yeah, indeed. And, um, uh, and this person said to me, oh, we deserve this. We deserve this because we dropped to Division 2. <laughs> and I remember sitting there thinking... That's the most ridiculous comment I've ever heard. Mm. Because if that if that means you deserve it because you dropped to Division Two, we're right. on for the World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, um, the Intergalactic Cup when but, they introduced that. But it that. is but it is nice for those fans, and you know, Jim gives a great piece to, to close the interview tonight, which we'll hear in a minute. Um, speaking about what it means to be the fans, you know, and he says this great line, which you know, I would I would implore the fans to listen out to. Uh, to listen out for at the end, he says, "When you're happy, I'm happy, and when you're sad, I'm sad." Uh, and that is, that is what the fans deserve. The fans don't deserve to win leagues. Fans don't, you know, they deserve to uh, to be entertained, if you like, or they. But they deserve people who care about what they pay for. That's what they deserve most, and at the minute, that's what they're getting. Absolutely, and they're the players that that fans do love the most. You know, the thing in recent times, that's why Coyote Odo J was popular, mm. because you know, like you know, players like Dirk Count, they just give absolutely ev- everything and will do anything the manager says. And as you say, it's not necessarily. It, sometimes it's hard to grasp that about winning uh, trophies, but it's about having a good time. It's about the fact that you know, going through the bad times, that. Or you just hope that there's a silver lining somewhere. And when the silver lining comes, you just enjoy yourself so much. And that's what the county fans are getting at the moment, and it's great. It is. And I think just before finally, because I know this is probably the longest intro we've ever done. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, But but we're going with it. About those fans, um, you know, visit, I frequent some of the fine establishments on Edgeley after uh, after the game most weeks. And and last Saturday was no different. And it, it was a special vibe there was a special kind of feel uh mike flynn came over jim gannon came over uh, myself and john kieran were there um it, it, there was a vibe 
around all the fans. There were people coming up to us, and I want to say thank you to everyone who came over to us. There was people speaking about us, Martin, on the no. podcast, saying that they go home. We do apologise. On, on, <laughs> you know, on a, they look out for it on a Thursday night. They continually press refresh on a Friday. They go home. They lock themselves away. The people tell them about their own routines, their own rituals that they do. So for all of you folk, thanks. Yeah. Thank you very much. This that is why we do it. We um, we sit in my front room every Thursday night. We don't get paid for this. We do it for the love of doing this and for to, because Chris is a massive county fan and and wants to you know be part of it. Part I don't of the get, journey. I don't even get offered a brew in your front. <laughs> you don't because you always get here. So like, and I've got a half-eaten sandwich here. Shall um, we just, listen to Jim? Before we listen to Jim, just tell you one thing. So I was going into Manchester on Saturday, and we just, so we decided to park up in Edgeley. Managed to find a, uh, a space in the little car park right at the top of Edgeley there. And we parked just as County scored. And let me tell you, the noise that those 6,000 fans made, well, you know, 6,000... Well, 311. 311. Um, was absolutely... It, it sounded like, you know, the biggest stadium in the world. So it, put, it sent shivers down my, my spine and I really enjoyed that. But let's listen to Chris's interview tonight with Jim Gannon. Don't forget we have... Elliot Osborne to come as well. Yes. And um, we'll um, hear Chris's interview with Elliot Osborne uh, in a moment. But first, let's look back on the uh, the two games. What a week. What a week to be, you know. As I said, you know, the game was... I'm not, I'm not sure what the game was like. I'm sure it was very frustrating until the goal. But um, what a way to win a match. And then what a way to turn over a team like Boston. So I thought it was interesting that what Jim said tonight about what he said. Spending more to, to, to the players before the spending more game. Uh, he said, "It's only a massive three points if you follow it up, Boston." I think that's an interesting. Th- it's an interesting way to motivate your players. I think, but you know, that's what he did. Um, I've got to be honest, and I said this to Jim off air tonight. First half, I'm thinking they are a very good team. Benny Moore looked really, really dangerous. They are putting un- putting us under some pressure, and. Um, the more the game went on, the more that second half, especially when we got the goal, you saw the heads going. You saw the Spennymore players losing focus, taking gambles, passes going out of play. And I likened it, and I was speaking to Elliot Osborne off air tonight for a long time, because uh, he's a great lad, Elliot. I really get on with him. I really respect him as a, as a player and as a person. And I was speaking to him off air saying, as you know, I do a lot of work in boxing. Uh, I see a lot of fighters who... They're good, you know. They've got something about them, and they test themselves against better fighters. Ultimately, what often happens is, for the first three, four, five rounds, that up and coming or that one who's got a bit about him, he'll look really good. He'll go in there, his adrenaline's pumping. He'll try things, and the old dog will just take it in. They'll just take it in, and they won't look great. And you think, oh, there could be a shock on here. There could be a rumble. But over the stretch, over the distance, um, the later rounds kick in, and the experienced guy comes in, he comes stronger, he goes in that reserve level in the tank um, the, the, the the younger one if that's what you want to say or the less experienced one or maybe the one that isn't quite as good runs out of ideas, runs out of steam, starts gets deflated, starts getting frustrated uh, and ultimately it's more of a dominating class act and the, the experienced one usually goes on to win on points or something like that or late knockout. That's what we're seeing with County at the moment we're seeing Southport come, we're seeing Spennymore come, we're seeing Boston come, we're seeing um, Maidstone where you know we don't look great in the first half or the first half an hour. Sometimes we can see the goal, sometimes we can see two, Telford's another one. But by the end of the game, 
the end of the Spennymore game, it was men against boys. Spennymore, for a team that are supposed to be competing at the top of the division, for the team that are supposed to be looking to take those points away from County and to take the title off County and all the rest of it, um, County were streets ahead of them. That's a, a sign of a very mature squad. One that you know backs itself, one that trusts each other, one that doesn't panic. All those things, I don't think they're things that teams at the start of a season can necessarily say about each other. You know, you, you can go out and win, and yet, yeah, you can you know you can come back and still win. But I think a decent team past January has got all that in in its tank. They look around. There's no need to panic here, lads. You know, we haven't scored yet, but there's every reason. Everything that we've learned in the last 10, 15 games for County now like points to the fact that we're, you know, we'll be all right here, lads. After 11 games this season, um, so people always say that the 10-game the, the rule, if you like, you can't really get a feel for the league and how it looks until after 10 games. Let me tell you, after 11 games this season, County were in 11th place. <laughs> On 15 points. Chorley were first with 29 points. That's 14 points yeah. the county have caught up. That's to that crazy. Team. Now, we crazy. said at the time, and we stuck our necks out a little bit, and we said, Chorley have got to keep that up all season, otherwise they're putting pressure on themselves. And look how that's kind of played out. Yeah. Just before we go into the Elliot Osborne interview, before we completely move away from the Spennymore game, there's another stat I want to tell you. Uh, what I've got in front of me here is the programme from the Spennymore Town game. Uh, and I'm not going to read through all the boring um, pre-log and everything. But here's the opening. This is on the Picture Perfect page, looking back in the history books. Uh, and there's a really important game. Saturday, May the 11th, 1991, will forever be etched in the memory of a whole generation of County fans. County, who were guaranteed a playoff place, uh, wanted to finish in the top five. Uh, Scunthorpe United had everything to play for because they wanted to stay in the playoffs. Uh, big game, massive game. County won it comfortably. And there's a lovely picture here with uh, some players, Chris Beaumont on it, Jim Gannon, a younger Jim Gannon in it. Um, I was only four years old in 1991, so I'm not going to say too much. The crowd that day, 6,212. <laughs> you know, we're just beating that. Yeah. By 99. Yeah. By the best part of 100 fans, we've beaten that. Which Crazy. Is and, you know, Scunthorpe, you know, a decent league side. And they will have brought quite a few to that game. So yeah. that's, you know, again, just just crazy. But here, here is Chris talking to Elliot Osborne tonight. So what struck you most about that, other than the fact that he's such a top lad? What struck you most about what he said there, Chris? We, we speak about the mental strength of players. He's a player who's come down from a higher level. Um, probably expecting a lot of game time because of his reputation within the club and around the fans and the fact that Jim Gannon knows him, the fact that he can be versatile and play in different positions. And he's probably not got the minutes that he would have wanted. But when he's come back on, he's not lacking any physical, he's not lacking any confidence. He's been played out of position because of an injury in the warm-up, which, as you heard him talk about there, he was saying, you know, that hampered his preparations because he didn't know when to eat. You know, he didn't know when... How do you prepare if you don't yeah. know you're going to be playing or not um, he's come in and by his own admission struggled to settle at first although as I was saying before I thought the whole team struggled to settle at first I wouldn't just put that on him um, towards the end of the game absolutely terrific performer he's come He's come against Maidstone he's got a, an assist which he 
referred to on Twitter as a cheeky little assist. <coughs> Nothing cheeky about that. <coughs> Terrific ball across the box on a plate for Nalbel to put to put uh, Jake Kirby, sorry, to put home. Um, you look at then he's, what he's done against Boston on Tuesday night. He's come on the pitch. 40 seconds, 45 seconds later, he's put the ball in the back of the net. Um, that, to me, is a class act of a player. Uh, Matt, Matty Warburton has taken so many headlines, and rightly so, this season. Uh, and Elliot, do you know, I spoke to him off air, and he wasn't complaining about his lack of minutes, because how can you take Matty Warburton out of the team when he's doing what he's doing? But ultimately, as a football player, with the ball at his feet, the, the attributes that that boy has, he's every bit as good, arguably, if not better, than Matty Warburton. He doesn't get the goals, and I don't think you can really compare the two, but as a football player, he's every bit as good as Matty Elliott, and I think a uh, great lad to speak to, uh, You know, very knowledgeable of the game, keeps himself in great shape, his stats are terrific. You know, you should hear how many, how, how much distance he covers on the pitch when he plays. I can believe it. You know, it's 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 unbelievable. Um, so for him to bring all that to the team and still just be a decent guy to speak to, always got time for you. Um, really, really respect Elliot Osborne, and you know, um, if he's listening tonight, I'd, I'd thank him again for his time. And so, but then, therefore, who's going to be demand? Is that Elliot? Is it Frank Mulhern? You know, who's well the, the, you know, the, across the two the, games. The, the, the thing is that the, the, the bit that makes that tricky now is um, we don't know who's going to play. Because Jim Gannon has made so many changes in the last few weeks. You look at six changes last week, uh, sorry, on Tuesday, five the, the, the week before that. You just think it's impossible to pick because um, Niall Bell comes on, does really well, then Frank Mulhern gets the shirt back and does that goal against Boston. I, I mean, we put it up on Twitter in a poll uh, earlier today because of that ridiculous finish on Boxing Day against <coughs> Altrincham and then that one against Boston on Tuesday. Which one is better? Um, because it, that was a stupendous finish. You know, it's yeah. naughty that he's done that to a defender. So you, you would say, is he going to be the one to watch? Um, but then, or, or Deman, or you know, either or. So there's too many players to pick from at the moment. I think Deman this week has got to be Jim Gannon because he's made, he stuck his neck out and made some big changes there. And if that hadn't worked, if that had not have paid off, and we'd lost against Boston. You know, and uh, imagine if Spennymore had gone on and, and won at, at Southport, uh, a game which they ultimately drew. You thought, Jim, why have you done that? Why have you made those changes? You know, he did it. Um, it, it was mentioned in commentary. Why are you taking Matty Warburton off Elliot Osborne? You know, a, a guy who's got loads of goals. Forty-five seconds later, he scores. <laughs> you know, it's um, <laughs> shut it's, you up. <laughs> it's, uh, it's it's an incredible um, piece of management by Jim. He spoke about his touchline ban. Um, you know that Dave Conlon and, and Nick Donnelly have done incredible stuff in his absence there, but uh, Jim, I think, has got to take a huge amount of credit. He won't like me saying this, but he was the man the last couple of weeks. Yeah, and as as you say, it's it's hard to to know what's going to go on on Saturday because so many strong candidates to be in that team. And you know, uh, I, we said last week, you know, who who how are you ruling people out here? It's fantastic that there's competition for every single place, but it is hard to to say you know who's going to be your one to watch but how we touched on it at the start of the the show how do you feel about the game other than how much do you want to beat Brackley on Saturday oh well I tell you how much I want to beat Brackley if we beat Brackley on Saturday then we have the same amount of points that we amassed the whole of last season so I want to beat Brackley for so, that. Many, so much incentive I want to beat Brackley for that alone um after that I want to beat Brackley because it's Brackley and I'm <laughs> sick to death of Brackley. 
Um, so, I, you know, I want to box that demon off, if you like. Um, but I just don't ever want this run to end. You know, I'm, I'm, I, I say I'm under no illusion. I probably am. Uh, you know, I don't want to admit that this run will end at some point. We will lose a league game at some point in the next 150 years. <laughs> but, um, at some, you know, I, I want it to go on for as long as it possibly can. Um, so at the moment, uh, I, I want to win for so many reasons. I think Jim Gannon has instilled that belief and that confidence that you can go and win every game. And I, I just want the next game to come and the one after it and the one after it now all as quickly as possible. And how, how do you see, if, if you were the manager on Saturday, how would you line up against... You know, I, I do that to you and it's very unfair, but <laughs> <laughs> but I'm still going to... I don't care, I'm still going to do it, you know. Um, it's a tough one because you, you, I, th- I feel like you have to say you've got to play Elliot Osborne. Um, but where do you play him? Do you play him in a, a number 10 role and, and drop Matty, the, the Matty Warburton? Do you put him in a number 7 shirt where he's done so well, but Adam Thomas hasn't done... He's not put a foot wrong, really. He was only out, found himself out of the squad with a, a slight injury. Um, so I think you've got to put him. Then do, do, you, do you Jake Kirby or Darren Stevenson? Uh, you know, Jake getting the goals down at Maidstone, performing so well against Bennymore. Do you, it's a hell of a question, and um, it's one I'm going to shirk. It's <laughs> good on you. I mean, there's a reason why you're not the manager of Stockport County, for <laughs> many reasons. But um, but yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because we often, and on the radio, it comes up quite a lot, especially when I suppose, especially when the team are struggling a bit more. Um, but is it a must-win? Now, this isn't a must-win because you know a good draw, you know, keeps the run going, keeps. Keeps you top of the table, probably, um, but it. Uh, but in the set, but there's because of the reasons we just outlined. Because it's Brackley, because of the points total, because of the title race. You know, it would be so great to win. So it's it's it, so in it, in its own way. You know, do you put it in the must-win category? It's the clash of two form teams, and I think if we do win, I mean, of course, it's not a must-win. You know, of course, it's not. Yeah. But. I think if you do win, um, then I, I think the confidence is so, the belief becomes reality. Then I, I think there, there would be no stopping a Stockport County team that has taken nine points against Spennymoor, Boston away, and Brackley away. You just, you know, in that run, I've gone top of the table. There's nobody then. I, I don't think anybody who could say. You know, we'll stop them now because we've still got Charlie to come. We were higher than Brackley. They're not as high as them on the form table. Brackley, incredible form at the moment. Um, if we get past them with three points, then there's yeah. how, you know, how. But it it's makes football. a huge difference. Yeah, talking of belief, they want to adopt the uh, Paul Merson who said that once that Arsenal had unbelievable belief. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, it's time for this, though. Hopefully, hopefully this is going to work. Drum roll, please. Come on. Oh, there's an ad playing. Oh no! Video will play after ad. Don't See? don't tell him, and we'll just <laughs> fill. Oh, it's the wrong thing. Yeah, it's I get the wrong, it. It's but the, yeah, it's, this is we'll the, keep this one going. This is the completely Stand. not nicked. Yeah. Feature. Ah, oh, completely not nicked feature. This is the Cheadle leg end. Chris, who is the cheat? Tell us the details. Don't tell us who it is, because that'd be the. Well, I'll tell you last defeat week's. the point. Tell us that week, last week's immediately. Uh, last week's for all those. I was amazed that some people got this. It was Ken Charlery. 
So well done. I'm not actually going to give out the, the curly whirly. If anyone who saw the tweet that said curly whirly for anyone who guessed it, they would have also seen underneath it subject to availability. I think whenever counter at home now and you are wandering up Castle Street, you should keep a curly whirly in your pocket in case the winner accosts you. It says subject to availability. We did <laughs> I don't have any. Okay. Cheetah Legend this week. Let's go down thy list. Our key, our key player for this week started at Kidderminster Harriers in 1986, where he played 242 times, didn't score any goals. In 1991, he moved to Wolverhampton Wanderers, played 33 times, didn't score any goals. That was when his big move came. Edgley Park beckoned. He moved to Stockport County, 1996, played 47 times, scored no goals. Southampton came knocking. He moved there. He played 193 times, scored no goals, when he was then loaned to Liverpool. In 2004, he played two games for the Scousers, didn't score any goals. From there, he moved to Wolverhampton Wanderers, where he played 26 times, and again, didn't score any goals. I'll just give it away for you now. He didn't score any goals his whole career. (laughs) He then, in 2004, went on loan to Watford, came back, went on loan to Millwall, where before, uh, sorry, following, he moved to Queen's Park Rangers permanently. Played 26 times before moving to Bognor Regis Town, where he played twice. The Rocks, that's their nickname, did you know that? No, I didn't. Regis Town are known as the Rocks. I'm on a roll. I was reading really fast. <laughs> oh, sorry, mate. So, uh, finally, his international career saw him earn 50 caps for the Welsh. Between 1997 and 2006, he played 50 times for Wales. Who is our Cheadle? It's the first one that I've ever known. It's our I'd, Cheadle legend. I know who it is. Who's your Cheadle legend this week? Get involved on Twitter. Get involved. You can put it as a comment on Mixcloud, which is where the uh, the show resides these days. But uh, And also, if you listen on iTunes, please go on there and, and rate us. Uh, leave us a comment and leave us as many stars as you'd like. But all that helps. Comments on Facebook are always welcome. Comments, comments on, on Twitter are always welcome. Spray painting it over the front of your house is also welcome. I'd love that. <laughs> yeah. That would, yeah, that would get you two curly whirlies if you did that. <laughs> yeah. You can, of course, listen to Chris Ridgway and the legend that is Mr. John Kieran on Saturday. Oh, oh I'm a millionaire, millionaire still going on Saturday for the Stockport County against Brackley game. Chris, thanks. Cheers.